quick thing we should touch on, and that is, yeah. um, this is a t- touchy subject, but age of consent, and at what mm-hmm. point does that child become uh, a person in a libertarian yeah. society, right? And and again, I bring this up <laughs> with some dread because I don't I don't know the exact answer. Um, you know, I, Do we... I don't mind uh, like drawing a line in the sand and saying this is the age of consent. I think that that there's probably a better answer than that. Like, I think some kids mature later, some kids mature earlier. And I I think looking for those, for evidence of that maturity is probably a better thing. And I think one piece of evidence for that maturity is, is the the child able to uh, navigate life on his own without custodianship now, right? Yeah. So what's the evidence of that? Well, they've got their own place. They they're paying their own bills, or maybe they're paying rent at home and they have a job and they've got an arrangement with their parents. Yeah. Um, at some point, there is that that child. They need exerts... to start contributing instead of leeching. Right, right, and and so at some point that child exerts self ownership, and at that point it's pretty clear that okay. There, the, the custodian duty, custodial obligation for the parent is now over. The child has demonstrated mm. that they can own themselves now, right? And that they can be their own custodian. So that's generally my approach. Um, yeah, I think that's a good approach as well. And I think that highlights how overgrown the millennial children are. Because like right. I, I only grew up when I was 23 or 24. Right. Like I only had my I only became an adult then and had my eyes woken up. But I was surrounded in university by peers that were 30 year old children. Right. Um, Because they had never been required by their parents or by, you know, the state to actually contribute. They were a student still or whatever else. Um, So I think that's a very good um, framework. And I think it's an important framework to, you know, instill in children as well. Like You want to be your own being as soon as possible. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, that that's my goal as a parent is to, you know, take the training wheels off as soon as possible, right? You know, mm-hmm. and, and this is where mom and dad, that that relation, you know, is important because they say that, uh, you know, moms raise good children, dads raise good adults, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because mom, children need that dependency and that nurturing and that connection with mom for the early years that at some point they need to come out and take the training wheels off and have dad encouraging them to take on more responsibility take on more confidence like take some risks fall down get back up this is life isn't easy so you need to learn to do this right and so i think the earlier you can do that the better and you know you know i read this book once uh, that that made the case that adolescence is only a modern day contrivance in that, um, you know, if you look back at ancient Greece, for example, it wasn't unusual to have 12, 13 year old court astronomers, people out there. These were considered young men, right? Well, and now it's, yeah, well, in Judaism, you're a man at 13, right? Right, You're a woman at 12. Um, And and I think it's even worse now, like Aziz Ansari had a book, uh, Modern Romance, where he, I don't know if he was the first person, but he he uses the term emerging adulthood. Right. right. So now after adolescence, you're an emerging adult because you have, you know, from 18 to 22, 23, you're not a real adult yet. You're not actually contributing to society on average. There are some people who are, but 66 percent of people are going to university. My right. I mean, from my experience, me and my peers were not contributing. We were not taking responsibility for ourselves and we were coddled by the university administration and, and 
you know, right. society generally. Well, and, and now, you know, you, you might have be required to pay child support if you're a divorced man until the child's 25, right? So a 25 year old man getting, you know, support, still child support, right? Court they're mandated support. Yeah, right. So they're considered. So we're pushing that that uh, adulthood further and further back, right? And I, I don't know. Yeah. In the ancient world, you know, when life expectancy was 30, I could see maybe um, that you'd want to get out there and get it at your career at, in your early teens or something. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe that's part of the issue. Maybe people do need more time to develop in this ever increasingly complex world and, and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I mean, that's my general approach. I'm not a big fan of saying this age is a line and this age, you know, uh, it, you get into some issues, <clears throat> you know, consent laws, for example, I know in the States, there have been 16 year olds that have been put on sex offender registries, for example, for uh, sexting pictures to, uh, to their 14 year old girlfriend or something like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I have a bit of an issue with that. Um, I think so, there's in Canada, there's some like, if you're both teenagers within three or four years of each right. other, then it's acceptable. Like, so if you're 17 and they're 14 or something like that, there's still like, there's more nuance than like a strict yeah. line, but it's still like, you know, you can have someone who is a, a, you know, a fully functioning, rational 16 year old in a consenting relationship with a 22 year old or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh, these are tricky situations, and and um, you know my pre preference would be, you know, I, I have to go with the age of consent laws because I I can't articulate any clear principles of when, what what's the evidence other than they're moved out of their house. But what if they're still at home and you know they're going to college or something like that? What if they're? You well, can... I think in a in a libertarian model where there's you know uh, what the the insurance companies right it's like you have to be able to demonstrate to them that you are capable of being responsible for your own policy right so if right. you're 15 and you think you know i'm still living at home but i'm going to get a job and i think like i want to be responsible i want to pay my own dues and i want to have the benefits associated with this not attached to my parents bank account or whatever right, right? so it's you know because when if you want to be emancipated that's what you do. you go to the court and you prove that you're responsible enough and, you know, this life isn't good for me. I'm responsible enough to be my own person at 15 instead of at 18 or whatever. And so yeah. that sort of model, um, you know, would still work, I think, if you can actually show to people at whatever age you determine you want to be your own person. Um, yeah, no, and I you, think and you're you actually, right. you know, can actually explore that. Yeah. And I think. Uh, you know, that that if we left this to kind of a decentralized common law style court, uh, you would see all sorts of uh, principles emerge from that. Right. You know, um, we, we got, for example, we got the principle of uh, only as much force as necessary from common law, for example. Right. It was judges trying to discern, look at the context of the case, look at past precedent and discover justice in that specific case based like what are the principles at work here? How? How to, you know, well, and yeah. so I, I think that that would develop because there's all sorts of extenuating circumstances. Like what about a 14 or 15 year old who is not quite there where they can exert their authority, but their home life is terrible and they're they might be better off on their own. Well, you can't legislate that in, in, in advance. You can't write a law saying yeah. if then, right, if this isn't a computer program, it, it needs to be considered carefully by someone who's trained, who 
who's weighing all the all the uh, evidence and, and all the facts. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very interested to go down like common law and, le and legislation and stuff like that because uh, of my own experience just in student politics. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but do you have any last thoughts on on, you know, minors or age of consent or anything of that sort? Uh, no, I don't. I, you know, I'll just leave with the gun is not the best solution here. You, you know, thinking about when to use force is not the best way to think about raising our next generation. It's about uh, how do we support them in attaining self-ownership and full custody? And that's usually done in a loving, in a firm, in a supportive manner, um, not by uh, not by pulling out uh, when do I use the stick and when do I use the carrot? It's, you know, people can, you know, toddlers exert an incredible amount of autonomy and self-ownership and independence right away and i think it's important to nurture that as much as possible and allow that and not create dependency and not um and and to to try to as soon as possible let the child be the master of their own destiny we could talk about education another time uh, yeah. i think that's a huge issue uh when it comes to child charting their own destiny uh, maybe we can talk about that uh, some other time but uh, yeah i'll yeah. leave you with that it's about love not force yeah, I appreciate that. And I think now, you know, we've cut, done a couple episodes covering like libertarian in the ethos and like the just the idea generally. And we've now worked our way from from conception through to uh, whatever age someone is their own functioning human. So in the next episodes, we can finally dig into the meat of uh, of adult libertarianism and, and principles and, and that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Awesome. Thanks, David. Talk to you later.